This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Scotty Sayers is the VP for Business Development for Core Crenshaw. Scotty has also been Crenshaw's agent, also co-host of a weekly radio show, The 15th Club in Austin, Texas. It is a pleasure to welcome Scotty Sayers to the Augusta Golf Show for the very first time. How are you, Scotty? John, I'm doing just fine under the circumstances, and uh, we're COVID-free here at the offices of Coor and Crenshaw, and uh, just trying to get through things. We we really wish our municipal courses here in Austin, Texas, were op- are open. It's it's very strange. So, so 90, through the whole through the whole event, they've never been open. No, we have been open, and then our mayor and city council decided uh, to go back to stage four uh, in the COVID um, elimination program, and they closed all the city parks and green belts and golf courses, despite the fact that there were no known cases occurring at any of the municipal courses. And, of course, all sorts of implementation took place to make sure that social distancing was in effect. Hmm. Interesting. Give the listener a little background. Speaking of municipal golf courses, give the listener a little background about the golf course that you and and many others are trying to save. Lions Municipal there in, in Austin. Well, it's a course that was built in 1924 on a piece of property owned by the University of Texas. It was donated by Colonel John Brackenridge, um, who had an opportunity to um, give a lot of things to the University of Texas, and among it was a a 500-acre piece of land that he was hoping the campus would be moved to back at that time, But but it never was. And so UT leased some property to the Lions Club. They built a golf course in 1924, which they donated to the, they donated the lease and the property to the city of Austin in 1937. This course has a real pedigree uh, because A.W. Tillinghast uh, came in about 13 years after the course originally opened and implemented some changes. Um, that's pretty good in itself, as you know, John. Sure. And then Tom Penick, Harvey Penick's brother, was... Uh, the pro at the course uh, from 1928 uh, right through the 50s, and he redesigned the course as well. So along the way, in 1950, a very important civil rights action took place when the city of Austin uh, allowed two young black golfers. uh, They snuck out on the course and were playing late one afternoon, And the mayor of Austin, Taylor Glass, said, let them play. And so this made Lyons Municipal the first desegregated course south of the Mason-Dixon line. And this is, you know, it's pretty significant because that was four years before Brown uh, versus the Board of Education. Um, And a lot of, you know, the Jim Crow laws were around, and uh, so all of a sudden, uh, black golfers from around Texas had a place to come play, and that was at Lions Municipal in Austin. And 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 now it, it, it's in jeopardy. Explain how it's in jeopardy now. Well, it's in jeopardy because the University of Texas owns the 141 acres 
still that the city of Austin leases from lines, and it's become, in this town, very, very valuable real estate. So the University Board of Regents is considering selling the land to developers. And my longtime friend Ben Crenshaw and myself, we both grew up playing this course. It was only three blocks from Ben's house, and it's really where he learned to play golf uh, at Lions and at Austin Country Club, where Harvey Penick was the pro. But Lions holds a, a place dear to our hearts. About 60,000 rounds a year is played there. And so we formed a conservancy to try to raise the money to satisfy UT uh, that they don't need to sell the property to developers, but they can sell it to us. But that's a monumental task when there's tens of millions of dollars involved. We're talking with uh, Scotty Sayers here on the Augusta Golf Show. Have have the powers that be at, at the university given you the impression that if you raise that money, they would be receptive to the idea? Well, they have, but the number that they've put in front of us, which uh, at this point is a hundred million dollars plus, oh. is a bit overwhelming. And uh, we met with the interim president Jay Hartzell on Monday, and we're trying to work that number down because we hope that the university recognizes the importance of being the gatekeepers of a civil rights site, and this is a nationally recognized civil rights site. We uh, were recognized by the National Register of Historic Places of the U.S. Parks Department in 2016, and uh, it just continues to get a lot of attention. In fact, John, uh, this week on Golf.com, there was a, a listing of 14 of the best municipal golf courses you can play in the United States, and I'm proud to say that Lyons was mentioned right alongside Beth Page and Torrey Pines and Sharp Park. So, um, you know, municipal courses are in danger in this country. Um, They're just like ours. The land is becoming valuable, and the cities sometimes don't know how to run the properties properly. Um, it's, It's a challenge right now. Does does the university does the university want the money for some sort of other development, or would they put some of their needs on that land? Well, it would be other development. Okay. Uh, in the case of Muni, now they might, you know, they might have a building or two on the property, but they they have plenty of land that they've bought up around the campus. You know, the University of Texas has one of the two largest endowments of any. Uh, of the colleges in this country. So while they're stressed right now because their athletic department's not bringing in any money, uh, just like all the colleges, um, they've been able to buy land and expand their campus over the years without without needing to build on lines. How, Scotty, how do you go about saving a golf course? What, I, what do you know today that you wish you knew a few years ago? Well, I tell you this, we have the reputation of Coor and Crenshaw, uh, Ben's Golf Course Architecture Company. Um, They've offered um, Ben and Bill uh, and myself, I'm a partner in the company, we've offered to uh, not charge any fees to to redesign this course, or at least to historically renovate it. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, having good golf courses in your area um, and very good municipal courses, uh, it can be a tremendous asset to the city. 
so we're trying to we're trying to approach it from that direction uh, that you put a Coor and Crenshaw renovation in the heart of Austin, Texas. Uh, it's going to benefit the university and the university golf team, the students, uh, of course, the citizens of Austin. So we're we're trying to create a win win win. Uh, for the Muni Conservancy, for the city of Austin, and for the University of Texas. But i got to tell you, um, and Ben will probably, probably tell you this as well, uh, it's as hard as winning the golf tournament uh, to do what we're trying to do. And, um, boy, it is, a, it is a task that we've devoted a lot of time to and will continue to for the rest of our lives. Well, about that, is there, is there some sort of timeline how, how does the university say we've got to have something by this date or what? Well, they have, but I think the pandemic has postponed that timeline somewhat. We were supposed to have the problem solved by the end of this year. And we've raised $30 million, uh, towards the $100 million, and we're going to lean on foundations but uh, for the rest of it. But, you know, we'd like to get that price down somewhat. We hope the university recognizes that they can – uh, do a lot for their uh, social branding. The University of Texas doesn't have a great history with African American uh, students or or athletes uh, in the distant past, and they can do a lot to uh, improve their branding uh, through some partnerships, some educational facilities, some museum space, recognizing the fact that this was the first desegregated course in the South. Um, so the timeline, they have agreed to extend it somewhat and, and give us some more time to try to, you know, try to find some common ground. It's like any business deal or real estate deal, and I'm sure it's happening all over the country uh, with these municipal courses. You try to find a way uh, to satisfy the money needs of the municipality or, in this case, the university, and, again, make it a win-win for everybody involved. Well, I know how near and dear this is to your heart and how it has been for, for years now. Um, he, is, he is Scotty Sayers, VP, Business Development for Corin Crenshaw, Ben's, Ben's manager, Ben's agent. Um, you know, I wish you continued good luck with this, Scotty, and I know you'll keep fighting the fight. Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you for kind of educating the listener about Lions Municipal and what you guys are doing, Muni. Uh, I hope we talk again. Well, I appreciate your support, John, and of course we're excited to have Harding Park, a municipal course uh, in San Francisco, hosting the PGA. That just brings more attention to our cause, and it tells people around the country that municipal golf can work and can be a, a, a focus of national golf uh, rather than just the country clubs or just the you know daily fee golf courses around the country. Thank you, Scotty. We'll talk again. All right, John. Take care.